Welcome to the Mustang Owners Podcast. And now your host, Steve Hall. Hi, this is Steve Hall. Welcome to the next episode of the Mustang Owners Podcast. Today we're joined by Rob Canan, former editor of Mustang Monthly and currently the marketing director for Innovative Performance, a Mustang shop uh, building new Mustangs located over in Aberdeen, North Carolina. So welcome to the podcast, Rob. Thanks, Steve. It's good to be here. Well, I appreciate you coming. Uh, you're actually being an in-house, which is always fun because so many times we have, of course, have people call in. But uh, why don't you talk a little bit about your time as an editor? Uh, I think you and I met at 2016 at the Indianapolis event, which was at the time the 40th anniversary of Mustang Club of America. Possibly, yeah. <laughs> was it or was it 20, 2014? That was the. Was it the was did we meet at the fiftieth? We might have. We'd been talking while I was at the magazine, and yeah. you were creating the museum here. I think we might have. When did you? When did this museum open? It was on the fifty fifth, well, right? Yes, it opened for the fifty fifth. But we actually uh, started the conversations back in twenty sixteen, okay. just to kind of you know start the ball rolling as such. So, well, anyway, Rob and I have known each other. Sometimes more distantly, sometimes more as the articles come about, what have you, as, as, it, as it is in, in the magazine world. But uh, obviously things have changed with Mustang Monthly. And, but I, I, I enjoy listening to, especially being the editor, you wrote articles. You were involved with, I'm sure, other articles. And hopefully you share some of your more interesting things that um, events or articles that you were involved with that uh, really are part of the Mustang story. So I'm hoping you kind of share some of those stories with us. Oh, yeah, there's a bunch of them just Mustang-related. I mean, it goes back to, I started in the industry in 1989, Hot Rod, and moved around, went to 5 Mustang Magazine, which was Peterson Publishing back then. Did that for two years and came went to Animarade. Anyway, I did drag racing stuff and came back to Hot Rod Magazine. And then 2014, I think it was on the 50th anniversary cruise, um, I got the call from the people at, well, it became Motor Trend Group, that I got the job at Mustang Monthly. So I've been hardcore Mustang ever since then. Even though I was sort of the token Ford guy at High Rod back in the day, back in the late 90s, you know. Um, <clears throat> there's a lot of good stories from those days and a lot of good stories for Mustang Monthly days. Well, great, but I'm hoping you kind of share maybe some of the, like you said, that had a personal, you really, you remember those stories because they really, that was just for you, because you see a lot of that. You see a lot of, you talk to a lot of people, you see a lot of cars. Uh, it's like I was telling Donald, I'm sure every time he goes to a car show and he walks around, it's always, Donald, here, you've seen my car? You know, they're whipping out that phone and they're saying, this is my car, this is my car. And it's great to she, see and share that passion. Oh, yeah. And But you see that a lot, and you're, you know, you can appreciate that, but at the same time, I'm sure you've kind of un probably you and your team have uncovered some really cool stories about guys and their mustangs and so kind of you know if you, you have just any of those that kind of really come to mind that were special to you oh boy i think just mustang related probably one of the coolest things the last few years was sean kiernan the bullet car one of the original steve mcqueen cars from bullet the 68 you know fastback it, the actual car from the movie he had it and i got to know him at woodward and at moxham show in dearborn a couple of years ago good guy he read the magazine a lot had a lot of back issues and just you know a, car, a movie that i grew up with i mean it came out 
I was like what, three years old, something like that. And I'd grown up with that movie and to see the car in person and touch it, you know, that was, that was pretty cool. Well, you couldn't have found a better ambassador for that car than Sean. Um, I got to know Sean a little bit. Uh, I did some research when we started doing the museum. I thought, wow, if you can come up with this car with the museum, you know, this is kind of cool. But what also I think drove me a little bit was that uh, Brad Bowling had done an article. And the very towards the end of it, um, Brad asked the owner, the father, you know, are you ever going to share the car? And I don't think that he had a real interest in it wasn't important to him. He said, unless it may be going into a Mustang museum. And I always took that as, well, that's my invitation. If I ever had one, I mean, hey, I've been invited by the dad. So uh, and then when the car came out, I kind of got to uh, go to a couple of events. I met Sean and uh, Sean was gracious. I mean, he he was pulled by everybody to go to shows from, you know, if it wasn't Ford Motor Company, it was Shell Oil um, at SEMA. You know, he remember he was out there front and yep. front and center with it. So he he is a, he, he would certainly be a great story to have because he was such a good ambassador. And I think those of us who go to shows and events can understand, though, after a while, with a young family, that really takes your life away. I mean, he was gone all the time. And I'm sure the money didn't hurt either. <laughs> I'll share a real quick story. When he did sell the car at uh, the Meekum auction in, in uh, Kissimmee in, what, 2020? Something yeah. like that, yeah. Yeah, it was almost two years ago. Um, he bought a few cars. And one of the cars he bought was a 2018 um, GT350. And the guy who had sold the GT350 goes into the admin office and says, hey, I just want to check to see, has the guy paid for the car yet? And so they look it up and they go, no, he hasn't paid for it yet. And he goes, the guy kind of made the comment, well, I hope we're not going to have any problems with this. And the lady looked at him and said, no, you will not have any problem with getting <laughs> your money. We have a lot more of his than you have yours. So, <laughs> what did that car sell for? That was like one and a half million. What the 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 bullet? Yeah. Oh, three and a half, three point four. Wow. Okay, I forgot about that. I knew yeah. it took a lot of money. It took a lot of money, and uh, in listening to a recent podcast uh, with Sean that I listened to, they were doing an audio video piece for it, and they're trying to get that aired. But uh, they think that that Sean kind of made the comment that he thinks once this comes about the They'll actually be able then to talk about who has the car because the car's disappeared again. Oh, really? Yeah. We don't know who has it, where it is. You know, Mr. Meekum swore up and down it'll stay here in the States <laughs> because the Charger that was in the movie, the one surviving Charger, it is in Germany. And so uh, when they did Goodwood some years ago, Ford brought the bullet over and the guy with the Charger from Germany brought his up. And oh, that's actually, cool. Yeah, they did a whole photo presentation of the two together. Uh, so that was pretty cool. But the, the concern was, well, the, not knowing the guy who has the bullet, does he have the money to go get $3.4 million and you get the two together and it stays in Germany? So we'll see. We'll see what happens. So one of the really interesting pieces that I thought that I enjoyed reading was that uh, with Mustang Monthly is that you you guys did a series of cars called Weak to Wicked. Mm-hmm. And I hope we kind of share a little bit about that because I think that was that was almost like a, a, a journalism print version of overhauling. Yeah, it was kind of a takeoff of overhauling, you know, and it was it was more internet based. I mean, we wrote about it in the magazine, of course, but it was mostly internet based with um, head advertisers and sponsors that chipped in. And we say Weak to Wicked, you know, we painted the car ahead of time. Like, the, let's say the first one we got was a 66 Mustang I found in Pasadena. It ran and drove. It was a little six-cylinder. It was it was pretty rough, though. 
and uh, we needed to put some bodywork on it, a couple sheet metal panels, and paint the car. And that happened a month before Week to Wicked. So Week to Wicked, it rolls in as a painted shell, and then we put motor, trans, all the suspension, and all that sort of stuff on it. You know, shooting photos and shooting videos the whole time. And we'll recap that in the print magazine, but, you know, print only goes so far. Uh, that's one good thing I liked about internet, the digital stuff, is we could tell more of the story behind the car. Well, yeah, you have, well, but obviously you have more time, too. That way you can really spend a quality amount of time really into the, into the details. Exactly. Versus print, too many details get a little confusing with people, especially who may not, you know, they may not have done this kind of work or been exposed to this kind of this kind of work. So, but how many cars did you guys end up doing? Because it wasn't, I don't I think you did, was it two or three? No, I think we did four. Four? We did that 66. The last one we did was Mark Houlihan's 90LX. Uh, we did a 2013 GT. Oh, and then a 68 Fastback. It was actually a 67 Coupe that they converted into a Fastback in Texas. I drove down with a truck and trailer to pick it up after they'd painted it. And then we, I think we put a Coyote in that one. And that was, that was a really nice car. And I don't know where that one is yet. Mark still has his Fox, his Fox body. That was really cool. Well, I know at the time when I was, when I was reading about these, I thought that would be a great car when the museum opens to have here, just to kind of show one of you know what you read about or you saw on the internet, to be able to come here and see one and get a chance to look at all how the, the well you know how car guys would be the workmanship, the fit, the finish, and all those things, what you guys did for an engine or for suspension brakes and things of that nature. So uh, I got Hulan's number. You can call him and ask him. Well, I have I have Mark's uh, phone number too. I know I know he's overworking uh, with uh, Speedway, Speed, Speedway, Speedway uh, over in, so did he move to Kansas? No, he's still in Florida. Oh, yeah. I'll see him next week at SEMA. Okay. He's there for Speedway and I'll be there for IPT. Yeah. Well, speaking of Mark Hulian, I understand that he also had, we have a golden Mustang. I guess he had one at one time also. He did. And uh, I, I, we did a podcast with the owner, Rob, and uh, he remembers the crew coming out and doing these, the, the, the spread for the car. Um, I was asking him if you remember Mark Houlihan. He goes, he goes, I have to be honest with you. He says, I was just so thrilled I had these these guys from a from an established Mustang magazine coming to see me. I don't know who they were. They were Mustang monthly guys. That's all accounted for them. And so he he really he was very proud of that um, that that uh, you guys came out and did that. And of course, he owns two of the five known mustang oh, wow. golden mustangs so i've asked him is he, is he trying to herd the all of them you know if he and i wouldn't be surprised if he found another one he'd buy it too to be quite honest with you he's really uh likes to preserve that piece of history to it so that's uh well, but again that's another car story that you get out there with the mustang guys right and i never knew the history behind mark owning his gold anniversary until someone came to me at mustang monthly i think i met him at knott's berry farm show and he had one that he was he just restored for his son. I think his son's like 16. That's Rob. And that's Rob. That's him? That's the same guy. Okay. So, yeah. We, yeah, we shot that car and did a video on it. And then I was asking Mark Houlihan about it. He goes, oh, I had one of those. I think he totaled it. I got T-boned or something. <laughs> but that was years ago. That was before I knew it. Yeah. You know, it's a funny story. Going back to Rob, that as when when Rob was in high school, he bought and restored Mustangs as his job, and he would flip them through high school. And so when his son got to high school, he thought, you know, it'd be kind of a fun father-son project. Next thing you know, uh, they find out it's a golden Mustang. 
He says to son, uh, son, I can't let you have this one. <laughs> Thanks for your work and effort, but you're not getting this one. We'll have to get you another one. So that that was actually, that was Rob. That was the same guy? Yep, same guy. It's a small world out there. It folks. is a very small it world. It is a small world out there. So obviously after Mustang Monthly, to the dismay of everybody, uh, the magazine, uh, well, I guess, I don't know, folded and decided not to move forward with Mustang Monthly, kind of fold in the Mustang stories into Hot Rod Magazine. It was, we all saw the handwriting on the wall. I mean, Motor Trend, it was Source Interlink at the time. They did a deal with Discovery Channel. It was all video-based. So everything started heavily going online. And, and we kind of, like I said, we saw the handwriting on the wall, everybody. Um, so yeah, December, I think it was December 5th or something, we had a big town hall meeting online, like a you know the entire company meeting and they basically made the announcement, yeah, okay, we're not going to produce any more print magazines. They kept Hot Rod, Four Wheeler, I can't remember, Diesel Power maybe? That they kept like Motor Trend, Hot Rod, Four Wheeler, that's all the remember, all I can remember. And everything else was gone. So yeah, Mustang Monthly, I had two issues. I had the February and March issue in the can. They were ready to go to the printer. They were laid out and everything, and they just stopped. So I think it's February issue stopped. That's the yeah. last print issue, and I feel bad for the the guys in there that you know the owners, I should say that we did features on really nice car features, mm -hmm. and they're never going to see their cars in print. No, I'm sure that's that's a total disappointment because I think the fact is when your car makes it to Mustang Monthly, you've made it. I mean, you you have. I mean, it's in, a big in, deal in in their world. You have made it because your car qualified because it takes you know it takes it, it kind of falls in line with all the other hundreds of cars mustangs that have been you know showcased in the magazine so no it, it is in fact uh i know there a lot of times we have people come over and they'll tell us about their car and one of the very first things they lead off with it was on the cover of mustang monthly this is a great car blah 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 it's that thing. and so the passion for that obviously and it's 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 uh it runs deep but it's certainly be sad to hear that it, these poor guys were expecting to have their car on the magazine so well you you almost ought to make it a cover copy and just mail mailed it to them so they say well you hear your cover but don't have no magazine to go with it type of thing so if i still had all those files I'd oh do sure that. Yeah. sure no and, I'm, and i hate to say this but i'm sure there's a lot there were again but i'm sure at mustang monthly there's a lot of memorabilia that you've kind of accumulated by you just do it just happens i mean it just kind of yeah, yeah, comes in nature of the beast exactly exactly so um, but uh, so obviously that 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 page closes. Uh, obviously, other things open, other opportunities, as you say, open, including going to uh, innovative performance. Um, I know those guys up there for quite some time. A great group of guys, but um, I'm not going to bang on their drum a little bit. I want to let you just tell us what you're doing there and what they're doing and how things are progressing and what their what their plans are for the future. Okay, yeah. Uh, Innovation Performance Technologies is actually the name of the company. The main company is Crown Defense. It's a defense contractor. John Marshall is the owner. But Innovation Performance Technology, they build muscle cars, not just Mustangs, but Camaros and Mustangs. But they're really big in the Mustang world. I met him at Mustang Week 2018, and uh, they had the Rustang, which is 67 Coupe, which looks like a rusty pile of crap, but it's a full-on race car underneath it. And he offered me a chance to drive it at Road Atlanta, which I love that track. I've got some experience there in Mustangs. And yeah, he said, come on out and drive it. I'm like, okay, cool. So that's how we got our relationship going. And uh, he was talking me in. 
I've been trying to leave California for several years. I just couldn't bite the bullet, you know, and make it happen. And uh, when he told me, you know, you need to come out here and help me with marketing in this company, I'm like, okay. And then they pulled the plug on the magazine. It's like, okay, let's, there's no reason for me to still be in California. So that's why I'm here. Having having known John for a while myself, I know that they've um, John John seems to be the type of guy that's looking for looking to move forward and doing as I call it boutique manufacturing, mm-hmm. where it's, it's a small car small car manufacturing, uh, but those guys can kind of build their own car, so to speak. Now he's built a couple um, that I think are gorgeous. Uh, he's got a '67 that's in blue that's just beautiful. Yeah, that's a nice car. He's got he has a uh, a bullet clone looking, but it's a modern. It's not a, it's not off of a '68 shell. It's actually off of a Dynacorn. Exactly. Um, so tell us a little bit about what some of the things they're trying to do in that way. Are they looking to do more restorations, or are they trying to say, no, we want to start building cars with from scratch with today's technology? Yeah, their cars are all brand new. I mean, it, it looks like a '68 Mustang fastback, but yeah, it starts with a Dynacorn body. It's a that the green car has a supercharged Roush crate motor in it. It's a Roush Coyote. Um, with a Whipple blower, I think it's a Whipple blower. It makes like 700 horsepower. It's a really nice, fun car to drive. I was just shooting it last week. Um, it's got a six-speed. It's got a pretty stiff go-kart kind of race car suspension, and that's our art model. The the blue car you mentioned, which is a it's a Gen One small block. It's a really nice car. I actually like that car a little better. It's a it's like 350 400 horsepower. Five. I think it's got a five-speed in it. And it's really drivable. I mean, you could literally drop in a, drop in a car and go cross country, um, and it wouldn't beat you up. It's air conditioning, Bluetooth stereo, everything in it. It's like a modern new car. I think it's even got a backup camera in it. Whereas the that's the S model, S for street. The green car is the R, our Mustang R model, R for race. Not a full on race car, but it's if you push it, it like John calls it the Ferrari chaser, which it is. You can run down a Ferrari if, you, if you're a good enough driver. It's They're really nice cars. And they're all brand new. You know, every single part in the car is new, from the body to the motor to everything else. And innovation, you know, Crimson Sanders is one of the fabricators in the shop. They do a really good job at just custom fabrication and integration of aftermarket parts into the car. And it's a really nice, warranted. They're not cheap. I think the green car is probably $180,000 but it's brand new and it's fast, 700 horsepower. And the blue car is the Gen 1 small block. It's like 130,000. But again, it's brand new with a warranty. You know, there it's, and that, that's part of my deal is trying to bring more of that. I mean, he has the Mustang, the Camaro R and the Camaro S models too, which is similar, you know, with LS motors from GM Camaros, sort of the same differentiation between the two models. Um, and yeah, my, my goal is to get the, the marketing, get the name, the brand awareness and everything out there and get us building more. And we have, we have several more in the pipeline that are coming, coming down the road in the next year. Well, I know that, um, one of the things I, as I got to know John and the team and, and their business model, I think the thing that I, I was impressed with is, well, above and beyond all, is the quality. Mm-hmm. The cars are incredible, um, even to the detail of how they paint the mm-hmm. car and why certain things, why you have to do certain things a certain way. That I think even more, some of the really well 
experienced car guys who go, oh, didn't know that. You know, but again, you, you know, how many of them are building a $150,000 car? Probably not many. But the thing I also thought was very, very good about what John did, and, and I don't want to mean, to, I don't want to say this to make it sound kind of simplistic, but you could literally sit down and build your car. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is you sit there and say, I want this body style. I want this kind of brakes, this kind of steering, this kind of engine. I want this, 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 and this. And when it's done, it is your car. Mm -hmm. Nothing else probably out there like it. And that was unique. And I think the idea is if myself, I always thought that would be a great selling tool because for those that want to have the old school look, but with today's modern technology and safety and knowing that the car will get me from A to B, especially yeah. cross country, as you say, this car will do that. Um, I thought that was actually cheap. I thought the 130000 is not a, is not, I mean, it's a lot of money, but it's not cheap when you can get that to say, that's my car I had built the way I want it. That's my color palette. That's yeah. my interior. This is how I wanted the car built. And if you go price a fully loaded F-150, it's hundred grand anyway. You know, those aren't cheap. It is. New it cars is. are expensive. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to throw a little name drop because I think there was another, there was a rock and roller who probably thought the same the way I do about the car that had um, had uh, um, innovative to do a car for them. And that was Alice Cooper. That's right. And Alice Cooper had one special request. And uh, if I remember correctly, it's been a little while, but part of it was he had to have a stereo system put in that car that when everything is rolled up and shut everything, he kind of blocks himself out for the rest of the world. He can listen to music in a very more pristine manner that at home, so to speak, because um, I don't know if many people know this, that he is a syndicated radio host and he gets, in to this day, he still gets a lot of, hey, listen to my recording, you know, the stuff yeah, sent demos. to him. Yeah, demos sent to him, unsolicited to him all the time, that he can actually, he actually does, as I understand it, listens to them. Mm -hmm. And so now he can drive around in his, in his, show, in his, 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 his 68 Mustang, it was green. It looks like the looks bullet. Like a bullet. It yeah. looks like the bullet. But he can now listen to that music while driving around in Phoenix. Yes, I'm name dropping where he lives. <laughs> uh, so that uh, it gives him that. But that was one of the special features he had to have. So he couldn't get just any car off the line, so to speak. He wanted something special. And I, I don't know if other people know this, but every time he dropped an album, every time he dropped an album, he would make a car for that album. Mm -hmm. And so he's been selling some of those off, I understand, over the past years. But he, he's a car guy. And so when he picked Innovative, I told John, I said, don't think he hasn't done his homework. He has done his homework. Yeah. He knows who to get what, when, where, and how. And so uh, it took a little while, but they, they did a beautiful car. Uh, so I was kind of disappointed we didn't get to have a pre have a showing of it here because it ran over a little bit because of changes and what have you as far as as a production. But it gives you an idea a little bit what innovative is possible to, of doing. Um, that's uh, kind of sets them apart a little bit, I think, because they really go to the attention of detail. Um, and, and I'm going to kind of go a little further. For the 55th anniversary of the Mustang, he did a Sam Posey tribute car. Mm -hmm. And uh, beautiful car, looks just like his car, 
uh, everything down to the detail. I mean, they really get down to the detail. It's a 69 Trans Am car, basically. <clears throat> yes, it absolutely is. With with all the lack of safety features <laughs> that they had. 1969 back in the, safety. It, yeah, it, it had 1969 standards, as they exactly. say. Exactly. So they're that good. So they can actually, that's, and that's, that's the other point, is that if you're a car guy and you have a car out there that you thought, you know, boy, I always, I always loved that car, and the car may not exist anymore because over time things kind of get, lost or crushed or wrecked or what have you they can build it for you exactly so they could have built that 69 pace car i mean trans am car shooting uh making it street legal mm -hmm. so yeah it looks like the race car it has all the performance that you may want but it's street legal because uh john explained to me he said well the race car you don't need rear view mirrors you don't need windshield wipers you know need... behind me is not important <laughs> yeah yeah I, you don't need door handles <laughs> i'm going yeah that's pretty basic i guess you're right he says well with a race car you don't need any of those things for street legal they're required you exactly. gotta do that you gotta do a different car with it so that's the kind of neat thing that they do i think it's just awesome to have somebody out there and i'm hoping that as you are be able to work with them more and more people can understand that because there's a hole for that there is a need for that um i know there's another group that makes uh you know they make brand new old mustangs but they're just brand they're they're not necessarily specialized you know what i mean they're not really built for the owner they're built for the, what they think will sell next so we have our inventory cars we call them like the blue and the green mustang that are in our showroom and it's you know it's set this is what you get mm -hmm. for this money but yeah everything is at the builders or at the customer's request. You know, you don't like these wheels, you want different wheels, you want a different motor, that's fine. Anything you want, you can check the list of options, you know, and you can build it the way exactly how you want it. Well, that's exactly it. And I think, uh, you know, we're, we're planning on down the road to be doing some things with YouTube. And I think definitely one of the things that we'll probably look at uh, sometime in the, in the future is coming down and doing a video and just showing some of the work and some of the cars and just a little bit with what uh, Innovative is up to now and where they're going with that. Because I know John John's committed to making this these cars exactly that's one thing that you know um yeah yeah it's and i mean this in, a, in all due respect it's not their main business but it's an important side of their business this it's, is their passion it's this the is, passion side of the business exactly and that's one thing so you know you're going to get a quality piece because john won't do anything that he thinks well you know if, if they're if the owner's not passionate about it he wants to make sure that 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 passion's there and they'll build it for you right because crown defense you know the defense contractor those are military vehicles yes. so basically what they are so there's no passion involved there they have a set list we need this and this build it so no. the ipt innovation performance technology again yeah they're the, they're the passionate side of the business there's somebody who 50 years old or whatever, he's got disposable income now. He wants to build that car he's always dreamed of or he had as a kid that is gone now. He's got the money to do it the way he wants, and that's what we're here for. And, there, and it's, it's, uh, that's an important niche because there, that, mm -hmm. that opportunity is there. Uh, is John still talking about doing um, the, the uh, Jim Morrison car? <laughs> <laughs> he, talks, he talks about it, but... Okay. Well, I'm just curious. Yeah, I think he might do a clone of it. No, no, it, it would be a clone, but I know he's done so much research. Yeah, he called me one time. He was all excited. He found out about the car, more information about the car, and it's something he wanted to do. And I got to tell you, when it comes to John, do not doubt him. He will no. do it. He will do it. It may take a while, but he'll do it. So anyway, well, good. Well, we appreciate you being part of us and joining, and joining us Thanks in the studio. Um, we're excited about what uh, Innovative is doing, and we're looking forward to seeing some more 
more pieces come out mm-hmm. or more cars. Uh, I think 2022 is going to be a year that, you know, is going to be a, 2021 was kind of a strange year because of 2020. Yeah, very. It was kind of a weird. It was kind of year a weird. For everybody yeah, yeah, everything. And so I think 2022. Hopefully, people by the time they've caught their breath, start to realize, okay, we're 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 going to be survivors, and we're going to start, you know, go back out and enjoy things and do things. And so um, we're we're excited about that, and I'm excited to see more what Innovative is doing. So uh, please, you know, stay in touch with us. Let us know what's going on. Uh, we like to let people know because I think the work you and John do is just fantastic. It really is. It's a great niche. And so thanks again, Rob, for coming out and joining us. It's it's great pleasure talking to you and getting a chance to see what uh, what's going on in the Mustang world. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Check out uh, innovationperformance.tech for the, for the website. You can see all our inventory and all that we got going.